Wait, 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 Okay. Oh, God. Nice, huh? I'm refreshed having just heard that. Oh, my gosh. My apartment is, like, literally 40 billion degrees. Um, So, that's a nice... You can't tell, but I have, under my shirt, I have a bag of ice. Okay, but I'm going to... I'm gonna travel. Remember when you used to? Uh, remember when you used to record in your closet? I do remember that. For uh, the good old days. Maybe uh, for maybe some of our newer listeners. Uh, early on, I thought uh, I cared about sound quality, uh, so I would record in the closet. Um, fun fact: when you don't have air conditioning, really, uh, your apartment, your 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 closet gets real hot. Yeah, I remember at the end, you would, like, hit stop and then, like, throw the door open and just be like, <gasps> Yeah. You forget, you know, living in a body, how much heat a body makes. A lot of it. Um, you guys need to do, get a timer, though. We have, so we do. So, um. Okay. They that's, both actually the have built-in timers. Um, okay. So, yeah, that is the name of the game. Today, I ended up staying late at work, but if I had come home on time, I would have come home to a cold apartment. Boo, work. Okay. Yeah, got for that. real. Got that for out of our system. real. Boo. Okay. But anyway, you've... Well, okay, so you're just getting back to work from vacation, and that is the worst. Yes. So, on top of... Coming back from vacation, I took a vacation. I took a vacation. I took a week they off. We went down the Cape. We went down the Cape. We went to Dennisport, uh, Massachusetts, on Cape Cod. Um, but then I came back, and my coworker is out, so I'm covering for her, and my boss is out. So like, if I have any questions on what to do when I'm covering for her, like I'm just I have no one to talk to. Um, so it's been it's been a thing, but. Uh, Cape Vacation, uh, I give it, like, a, like, a 9 out of 10. Okay. I was surprised, like, you know me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Beach Vacation is, like, not a skill set I have, I have honed over the years. Mm Mm-mm. Definitely, of the things I can blame my parents, this is one of them. Um, I can, I can definitely blame this on my parents. Um, but I didn't, I, I... There's a whole, there's a whole different rhythm to beach vacation than to like museum vacation. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are almost two completely different types of people. And I think I might be a beach vacation person. It's really like if you can if you can get to that point where you're just literally sitting staring at the ocean mm-hmm. and and can can put out everything of your mind. It is the best i really made a concerted effort to unplug um, i noticed i noticed and it went for the most part really well i think the you know the world and our president uh tried to make it really hard for me to unplug um and you know there was a lot of things to look at this past week um yes. but i did a decent job 
like keep staying informed without obsessing that's a great place to be it's good to do too it's good to to disconnect as much as yeah. as much as one can in the in this day and age and i think the thing that i kept telling myself is like you know this is the one time you're gonna get to be on vacation like all of this horrible shit will be there when you get back but like for now you don't i don't need i don't need to focus on it for now you're down the cape for now i'm down the cape i'm i'm you know eating fried clams and mm. and uh other cape food i didn't have any fried clams <laughs> i really i had fish i had fish and chips it was fine. Well done. It was fine. Well done. I cooked some. I made some bomb salmon. Mm. I had, I've never, I cooked for eight people or something like that. Wow. Salmon. And it came that's, out, came out real good. That's great. Thank I'm impressed. You. I'm impressed to know you. And I'm constantly impressed by both of us for knowing how to cook meals. Uh, according to uh, our good friend Tyler Dean Kempf, who posted this today, uh, millennials are cooking more than anyone else. I saw, I saw that. I actually, I made, so for dinner tonight, I did homemade pasta, and then I did some sausage, and then I made a sauce out of, like, some veggies, a little you, cream cheese. Did you make the sausage? No. No, no you bought but the sausage. But I was offered a meat grinder recently, so I'm on my way. That's the next step. Yeah, it really well, is. Well, and that's the big thing. It's like when you're when you're grinding up meats, you want to like have a meat mix. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to just yeah. use pork. You got to use like pork and like your secret little bit of beef. You know what I mean? Right. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm ready to get there. I want to have my own like spice blend of like oh this yes, is, this is my spice blend for when I make sausage. We have a we have a house ketchup. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's that's a, nice. It's, uh, it's uh it's ketchup, honey, and sriracha. I was just gonna say, is it just? That's that's great. That's, that's our great. that's our house. That's something. That's our house ketchup. That's lovely. You that's nice. You can't take that away from us. No. But you can do it. Yeah. Anyone can. Anyone can do that, and that can be your house ketchup. Yeah. If, if no. that's if that's what you so choose. Good on no, us. but um, vacation was great. The weather was great. Uh, Google thought it was gonna rain every day, and then it didn't, which was awesome. Um, Good. Definitely better than the reverse. Absolutely. Um, I'd recommend it. Everyone should stop working. Oh, I would love to stop working. Excuse me, burped. It's okay. Um, That's natural. I know, but the the mic I think picked it up, and I just wanted to acknowledge that I knew that it happened. Um, <laughs> I just I'm human, and it's okay. If you know uh, that it happens, it's almost like uh, it's almost like it didn't happen. Right. It's like. We talked about how th- there's an aspect to this that is very performancey, but then there's also an aspect of this where it's like I'm just sitting in my apartment, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. doing me, you know. You it's got, just, you got, just, just you do you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do do people realize we record this naked? I mean, we are I, totally I, naked. A hundred percent. I may or may not have pants on right now. I will. I will say that. I I would say uh, at least 75% of the time I don't have pants on when we record this. Um, I have an interview goal where I would love to have a Skype interview. Yeah, okay, good. Mm-hmm. We have the same dream. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Yeah, um, 
I want to be wonderful, waist up. I mean, full full hair, makeup, nice shirt, no pants. Yeah. Like this is my dream. Yep. I think uh-huh. that's I think that's ideal. Honestly, like that's if I worked from home, like that would be my you know I'm ready for work today because I put a shirt on. Like that would be. Right, exactly. That'd be uh, that'd be I the way to go. Um, unfortunately, I go to a, I have an office that requires pants, but you know, maybe it'll change. Maybe one day. Be the change you wish to see. Absolutely, we've not set ourselves up for a good segue. So I, had one, gonna... I, had, oh, I had one, but I have I have one. Okay, this is what I was gonna say. This is what be I was the change. Be the change you wish to see. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know. You have to you have to break barriers, you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to be the one to be the first. You know, whether you're going to be the first person to show up at your office without pants on, or you're going to be the first uh, all-women's wrestling league. You know, you just got to be the first. Great. Good job. In case you didn't follow, um, the first thing, the, what made it a segue was the first thing in my sentence, the first clause was about what we were talking about right and then the second clause uh was about the thing we were going to talk about Mm. that's the key to a perfect segue i think english teachers in the future are going to listen to this episode Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and say this is how you transition in a in a paper and it's really good because before this no one knew how to transition um, oh, we have we've pioneered the transition. <laughs> but we we before our podcast, but now that people listen to us, they 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 their conversations are just so much smoother. Yeah, I feel way smoother in life than I did before. That's a bold face lie. Um, but yes, we watched uh, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. glow, as mm-hmm. it were. Um, and yeah, it's about the first all-female league of wrestling. It was a scripted TV show, as as wrestling is. And uh, goddamn, was I into this? Yeah, I kind of had a. There was a lot of. It had a lot of RuPaul to it. I think not that I've ever watched any RuPaul, but like, uh-huh. it felt very like uh, like that. So maybe that's what you were. I was expecting. I don't know. I definitely got that vibe. I we've we can definitely talk about it. I don't know that there's like a whole ton of discussion that's going to be like profound, but I certainly felt like I learned a lot about something I had no idea about. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. I think this started. Ooh, if I lose power, we're just gonna that'll just be where the the episode ends. Okay. Because um, there's a big storm happening. I definitely now have. Sometimes I watch the documentaries and I get partway through and I start panicking about like. Oh shit! Like, what will we talk about? Yeah. Um, and that's not that's not always an indicator of whether or not I like the documentary. Sure. Um, and I do think this is one that like was super pleasant, but like you know, there's nothing to, we can't argue. We'll, we'll we can try. Okay. Yeah. Let's we'll do try. it. I mean, I don't want to just. We'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have a moment. But what did you hot take? Yeah. How did you feel? Did you enjoy it? Would you watch it again? I think I have to watch it again. So one of the things I didn't realize was going to happen is there's like 35 women who are in GLOW. And like 15 of them or so are in this documentary. Yes. It's like a ton of people in it. Um, and I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be to kind of map who they were. And also 
I didn't know how to filter out the ones who were important and which ones weren't important. Yes. Here's my request to anybody making a documentary. I know you think we're retaining who these people are, but seriously, when you interview someone, please always put their name. Always put like, a lower third. Literally, thing. I don't care if it's like, like I hate when they just do the intro, like their first bit, and then they don't show their name anymore, and I'm like, I didn't, you're, you're interviewing 10 other people. I don't know who this is. And on top of that, like, all of these people kind of look the same. Yeah, nope, they did. They um, did. And that was by design, you know, it was a television show, they wanted to have like attractive white women in it and so like attractive white women all grow up to be like the same attractive white woman um yeah you know there's some outliers but there's a couple that i was like okay you're or at least i could figure out like oh okay you were this character right like oh that you were the russian character okay cool i know who you are but yeah that would be a you didn't have you didn't have any exposure to this beforehand true True. The only thing I knew is literally in one episode of RuPaul, season three. Um, episode one, what? What number? Episode, um, I forget. Good. But it was, I'm honestly, it was, I'm really glad you didn't know the answer to that. Um, it It's Raja who says it, and Ru's like coming around the workroom, and Raja's like, well, hello, gorgeous lady of wrestling. And for the longest time, I was like, God, where the fuck did that come from? But now I get it, and it and like you said, these cultures seem to like probably coincide because this wrestling in general is kind of campy. But then oh, when yeah. you make it like female, like pink, purple, like glitter, like it, you just up to the camp level by like fifty percent. Right. Well, and what's interesting, and maybe this is controversy we can talk about, is that like supposedly when they were making this show, the guy who was who like originally wanted to do it wanted to do it like real gritty, you know prove that like women were tough and like you know could you know could handle a gritty show and the director came in and was like no we're gonna do it like totally campy and totally just like make silly and making fun of itself um and that's what they did yeah i mean i liked in the beginning where they described it as like they were like it's kind of like vaudeville and sketch comedy and wrestling and it's like yeah that seems exactly like what it was because like there was some very funny bits like there was the old woman, like, housewife mm-hmm, mm-hmm. duo, and you saw a little clip of them, and I was like, this is very fun. Like, yeah. I'm I'm entertained watching this. Well, and this was the 80s. I, I, think, I think that we're, like, probably just too young to appreciate this, this documentary. You know what I mean? I think there's probably people just a couple years older than us who really lived for this show when it came out. Yeah. Um... And I wonder, I, I mean, definitely, I, I wonder how it is watching that. Like, it's almost like a reunion show for a show I never watched. Totally. Because, like, didn't another part of you, like, we saw snippets of, of the actual show. But we, I kind of, like, wanted to see, like, a good five minutes of it just uninterrupted. Right. And, and all of it had someone talking over it or something. And it was like, I just kind of want to grasp what this is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, so I would have I would have preferred that a little bit. So there's this whole dynamic they talk a lot about in the show. There's the good the good girls and the bad girls, and they literally split they literally split them up in real life. Like the good girls were only allowed to hang out with the good girls, you know, off camera, and the bad girls were only allowed to hang out with the bad girls off camera. Um, and I kind of didn't 
get a full grasp of what that dynamic was, like, both in the show and in the real world. Like, I kind of want, wanted someone to say, like, oh, yeah, like, we weren't allowed to hang out with the bad girls. And also, like, we started to hate them because, like, you know, we right. hated them in the show. Or, like, it's just something about that. Or, like, or on the contrary, like, oh, yeah, we weren't allowed to hang out with them. But, like, we always totally did and we always snuck around because we loved them and they were the best, you know? Right. Um, that's a very specific thing. But, like, um, I was wondering about the dynamics some. I feel you. They glossed over a lot. So one of the big things from this that was uh, striking was just, like, how intense of a commitment this was. Yes. So most of these women are were actors or actress, aspiring actresses. Aspiring. A of them, yeah, like, they were all in, like, 19 to 21, I think, was, like, mostly what they were. And there were a couple, like, actual wrestlers. Um but most of them were just actresses. And so it's like, you get this gig, you're going to be on TV, it's very exciting. But, like, they move to Vegas. They are in character 24-7. Um, like you said, they are divided um, between, like, the, the good girls and the bad girls. Um, they're training, they're, they're making appearances. Like, this was not... A day job no. by any means. Well, this was a lifestyle. I, and I, I definitely identified with that feeling when, you know, you're you're you know, you're young and you just want to prove that you're willing to do anything. You know what I mean? Right. And so these totally. girls like weren't really getting paid that much, but like this is their first gig, this is their big break, like, you know, they'll do whatever it takes to prove that they will do whatever it takes, kind of a thing. Totally. But also, like, I found it funny, the num like, they didn't, a lot of them did not know what they were auditioning for. No. They didn't realize it was wrestling until, like, I think they got there. Right. Exactly. And one, one and person they- even said, they were like, at the start, you know, the casting director was like, you know, this is casting for a wrestling show, and half the girls got up and left. Yeah. Um, but, like, again, that just kind of goes to the thing where, like, these girls, you know, wanted to be models or actresses, but, like, they were desperate. And they didn't know me. They were like, okay, maybe, like, up for anything kind of a a deal. Yeah. Okay, so my my thing with that, and and we're we're both experienced mediocre actors. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yes, and I yeah, Uh, I couldn't stay in character that long. I think I'd go crazy. Yeah, I think that's true. I I think I would. But to I a think certain extent, aren't we this. aren't we all just living a character, man? You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, you're okay. you're just playing the part of Emily Toby. You're right. And I'm, you're right. I'm just playing the part of Emily Toby too. <laughs> that was an amazing impression of me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Hello, good. Yeah, I I felt like I they didn't dive super into <laughs> like the sorry. I'm so popular. You're very popular today. I am. Um, yeah, I don't know. None of them seem to have had, like, a mental breakdown during the process, which was shocking to me. Right. I was like, I would have had five. Well, so I think that's, that's part me. of the fact that, like, this was a, you know, like a love letter to the the, the um, show rather than being, like, a expose. You know what I mean? Like, they're had yeah. they, they all in this documentary love each other. And I kept thinking, totally. and I kept thinking, like, there's no fucking way. You bring together 35 
20-year-old girls and you're telling me they all just were, you know, best friends? Like, that can't be true. Right? Like, that feels almost impossible. Right. And they didn't, I think they didn't do a good enough job proving it for me. Like, if that is true, that's a fucking miracle and I want proof. Right. And I don't think it was true. Yeah, I mean, they kind of glossed over any of the, like, truly negative aspects. Like, they were talking about, and I, I don't remember any of the producer guys' names. Uh, uh, Simber. Matt Simber okay. is the director. One, one of them would, like, always call the girls fat. Yeah, that's the director. Okay, and they all talked about, like, a lot of them were like, oh, yeah, he called me whatever, told me my ass looked like mashed potatoes. But, like, they all, like, laughed about right. it. And I'm like, okay, cool, but, like, were you laughed? Like, are you okay? Right. Like, what was that like there was, when you were 21? There was <laughs> like, one girl, too, who, um, well, woman, like, uh, you know, who now is like, I, I didn't want to go back to the reunion because, like, I had a lot of negative feelings ah. with some of the producers, but I went back anyway, and it was great. I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, what are those? Ne-? Like, that could be interesting. Like, give me some of that. I know. Like, there, I don't know, maybe this is just, like, the, the millennial in me but i'm like was there no like sexual assault on this show a hundred percent yeah and not that i'm like wishing for that but it's like Like you you expecting you're expecting it yeah well it's like a bunch of beautiful women wearing barely clothes which with a bunch of like kind of and it's the 80s in the 80s and came in vegas in vegas and these producers wanted and expected the show to fail Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? So I'm like, that's already kind of sleazy. Because right. it's like, you had no intention of giving these girls their big break. Like, you wanted to put on a circus. Right. And, you know, that's it. So, I don't know. I also, and maybe that's fine. They didn't talk about it, but whatever. I also think, you know, some of these girls must have fallen into drugs. You know, like, we didn't get any of the dark side. And I don't, I don't, I don't think I needed, like, a fucking sob story either. But, like, it, it, it definitely, it was so positive the whole time that my brain was just, like, they must be hiding huge stuff. Yeah. If they gave me I, a taste of bad, you know what I mean? feel you. I wouldn't expect there to be more, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I agree. There was definitely, like, a lot unsaid or a lot glossed over that is probably pretty crazy. Um... A lot of these women are physically super fucked up from this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, The one that sticks out was uh, something the Hun. What was her? Uh, Matilda. Matilda the Hun, who maybe still wrestles. She's the one who, like, kind of does. She produces stuff. Yeah. She she's in a wheelchair or an electric chair. Not like one one to kill you, just one that is a motorized chair. Yeah, uh, and she's she lost toes somehow. Okay, well, important important fact about Matilda the Hun, and maybe the one fact I will pull out of this documentary and hold on to for years is that she's a she was a woman and she wanted to wrestle with dudes before the show. Yes. Before the show came out, she was already a wrestler. She wanted to wrestle with dudes, and they were like, "No, like that's not gonna happen." And then she was like, fine, then I'll wrestle a bear. And she got yes. into a ring with a live bear uh, and wrestled it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was a nut. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed her. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, seeing the reality of her, like, using a chair to, like, get around, that was nuts. There was the other one who's, like, uh, uh, Mount Fuji. Uh, Fuji, whose who's knees went out. And, like, she's currently only today, like, 53. Really? Yeah. I and she's that. been in, like, assisted living or, like, uh, what is it? What's it? Not an old folks home. Yeah, but like like that, like a like a assisted living probably is what she said. Yeah, I mean she was like in a bed and like she can't really walk, and I was like, oh my god. It's wrestling is so. In a different life, I would be so fucking into wrestling because it's like it's improv, but it's like yeah. violent as shit. But like mm-hmm. you, it's it's this cool combination of like totally fake and totally real. Um, and like, you know, you get all of these characters and character development that you, you know, you kind of get in real sports, but like you, you it, it's not actually written. So you don't get full story arcs, but you get that in wrestling. Um, yeah. And like, it's so exciting. Um, I don't know. You know, you, you could potentially write for wrestling one day. I know that. Isn't that wild? Like. Yeah, I, which I had no idea about until, like, a few months ago where a friend of mine mentioned it. She she submitted a packet. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, I submitted a packet for, to write for wrestling. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. You don't think about it at all. <laughs> what? But, but yeah. I, I have a, a Facebook friend, a kid I went to high school with, who is, like, in an independent wrestling league. And he posts, he posts stuff all the time. And it's, like, it's independent. You know, it's not WWE. But even they have, like, story arcs. He has a character. His character's mad at other characters. And it's, like, it's super cool. Um, just all of that stuff. And I think when I think it's the kind of thing, like, when I was younger, right, I looked at it and I was like, that's not real. Therefore, it's stupid. And now I, I can appreciate, almost like it's too late, but now I can appreciate the idea of, like, yeah, it's not real. But, like, that's part of what makes it super cool. Yeah. Totally. I... I don't uh, like go out of my way to watch it, but I do have a cousin who who's very into it, and like whenever I'm with him, like he puts it on, and I'm like, this is so fun, like I love it. Yeah. But like it's not something I I seek out, but when it's there, I'm I'm thoroughly entertained. Right. Because I'm like, this shit is so cheesy, but I love it. <laughs> no, it's it's very cheesy and campy, obviously. Yeah. Um. But I think like, you know what's so cool about this about glow and wrestling in general is the fact that like these are actresses maybe first but like they're also like tremendously talented physical uh, people um yes doing physical stuff all the time right which brings us to the just the horrible injury section which i did not watch i didn't watch it either Okay, like, okay, do you remember, do you remember a few years back, it was like a college, it was like March Madness? Yes. Do you remember this? Okay. Yes. I watched that happen on accident, and like, you don't come back from that. Literally, so I remember when that happened, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I've never seen it, but it was, there was, oh. it was his leg, right? Yeah, yeah, it was so there was posts everywhere. Terrible. It was like, you know, the most disgusting thing you'll ever see, and I've like, I, uh-huh. I like, 
I unplugged for days because I was like, I cannot, I cannot watch that. And I, to this day, have not, have not. Did so? You didn't see it was an arm. You didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't look. I didn't look either. I saw the X-ray. Well, they were like, "Well, just look at what happened to Susie, whatever." And I was like, "I, I was can't." Look at I was this. listening to the documentary at that time. It was this morning or yesterday morning on my way to work, um, and I was about to pull it out of my pocket to watch, and then they were like, "And then she broke her arm and it was poking," and I, I avoided it. Yeah. So even just the. Uh, audio of that is oh, rough because rough. she was she's like I the tendon fell out and I had to pick it up off the mat and I like literally wanted to vomit I was like I I wouldn't have the stomach to pick up my tendon off of a fucking wrestling no, mat I'm sorry I'm, if you if I would pass out there's no question oh. I would pass out no, I would I would like sibyl myself like immediately and just like yeah no. I'm not. Me, Emily, is not dealing with that. I would imagine if you don't want to watch this documentary, I would imagine that you could just Google glow broken arm and get like a million hits. Yeah, like it was it. And then they showed the woman. God, this is my favorite. So like this, this hardcore, you know, wrestler, her arm comes out of itself. Her (laughs) tendons on the mat. And like. They interview her, and, like, she's just a total mom, like, making sandwiches for her two boys. Like, the most casual thing, and I'm like, you were the one that this happened to? That was one thing that was really missing, is I would like to know what happened. I, I didn't get any of the what happened after Glow. Ooh, after Glow. Ooh. What's that? Oh, is that, like, a sex thing? I don't know. Morning after Glow? Whatever. Um... Maybe, but I wish I wish I I wish three had gotten some of that, you know, where because some of them one person even said like Glow launched my career, and I was like I've never heard of you. So like, what was your career like? Yeah, they did a couple of the girl of the women, um, like what they went on to do, but only like four or five of them. Mm-hmm. They definitely could have defined the women a little bit better, and but that also made just and I don't know that. I don't, that may be partly our ignorance of the show, you know what I mean? Like, that we didn't, we had never watched it, so Little Egypt meant nothing to us. Right, but aren't documentaries here for us to learn? That's right. That's right. Okay. All right, so. You're right. I was still very, like, how how big it was um, was very cool to me. Um I enjoyed watching like Joan Rivers introduce them and stuff. Does I think, Joan like, Rivers count towards our Johnny Carson uh, count? I was going to ask you that. All right. Well, do we think it was her on Johnny Carson or was it the short-lived Joan Rivers show? It was definitely the Joan Rivers show. It said so. All right. Then I don't think it counts. Okay. Damn it. I'm impressed because her show did not last for very long. <laughs> but she got she it, she made but it. She got she made it long she enough made to it have the glow. Blood. Um, also, if, if you're interested, if you watched this and you were like, wow, all I care about now is women's wrestling, there's also the Netflix fictional, um, show about this. Yeah. So someone at work who's our age, Mm -hmm. they were, they were like, yeah, like we're trying, we were trying to watch this show and they were like, I just don't really get it. And I was like, I haven't watched yet, but I would tell you that this documentary is very intriguing, and like maybe watching this first will help you understand. But what um, what you're watching? But what's interest? What I understand from hearing about that show is that it's like 
it's about glow it's about this um you know about this phenomenon but mm-hmm. it isn't like licensed by them so like none of the names are the same all the characters are like slightly different <laughs> It's like it's like Mount Rushmore. Yeah, exactly. I think it's exactly like that. Um, Matilda the Nun. Nice, two for two. Oh, getting it. I like that. Uh, uh, I forget everyone else's name. Little Cairo. Um, Little Cairo. Good pick. Yes. Good. Good pick. Yeah, super fun watch. I mean, if you know nothing about this and just want to like glimpse into what this phenomenon looked like um super check it out and then definitely if you know anything about this and like it like you're gonna love this document also check it out everybody check it out check it out now okay um cool we did it Mm -hmm. that was a a full episode cover to cover uh, you know, there was it had all the different elements of a of a podcast. Uh, you spoke, including yeah. Oh, I, I spoke for a bit, uh, and then I responded. You spoke, you responded a bit. There were transitions. Ooh, the transitions were marvelous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they just they just flowed so smoothly. You know what? If you enjoyed those transitions at all, I would recommend uh, writing to us at. Uh, postdocpodcast at gmail.com and you just let us know uh, you can also facebook us at uh, facebook.com slash postdocpodcast tweet at us we're at postdocpodcast I mean we're just like in all the different places everywhere you can write on our Sarah Haha page which I mean it just blew up when we announced did anyone, it did anyone write us I we had like maybe 40 or 50 comments uh all in a row. No, I don't. Okay, I, I, hang on. Side sidebar. This doesn't count. Jason, did anyone write to us? Oh, okay. Now that you're serious, um, let me yeah, let me figure this out. Uh, how do I have to log in? I didn't know what our login was, so I couldn't check whilst you were gone. Um, um I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say uh no, but all right, Ryan Kenny, you have time to Saraha us. Saraha. Saraha. Yikes. Invalid so, credentials and nine attempts before your account is locked? I would have gotten an email. I would have gotten an email uh, letting me know that our Saraha was attacked. So I think it's fine. But please uh, tell us nice things on there. That would be lovely. Or just, you know, fucking comment on a post. You know what I mean? Just yeah. engage. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Please, because that Golden Showers bit on Facebook was hilarious. That was good. That was good. Wasn't that fun? It, it was. It tickled me pink. I'm so glad. I felt disgusting, but I was like, it works. It works, and uh, it was the it was the right thing to do. Um, Thank you for liking it. Hey, you know, what are co-hosts for? You know. Aww. Well, I'm just the nicest. Aww. Uh, next week. Yeah, what we doing? Uh, we are watching. I've seen a a fictionalized version of this, or sort of. We are watching Sex and Broadcasting, a film about WFMU. So, from what I understand, it's about pirate radio. Um, so like a a non like approved radio station. 
This sounds very Jason Kasman. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's. I'm hoping it's worthwhile. I'm hoping too. Uh, sex and broadcasting. Sex and broad. Jesus. Um, I, I'm. I'm intrigued. I'm there. I'm here for it. Um, this week obviously gotta go with a quote from uh, the man, the myth, the legend, John Cena. He is the yeah. he's the only wrestler I know by name. He also holds the world record for the most make a wish wishes granted for any celebrity. He's a great guy. He uh he's famous for saying uh and really just remarkable that he said this. He said there are moments in life when it gets so hectic that time becomes a blur. Blur. Keep calm and listen to post doc podcast. Whoa! That? So specific. It was so nice of him to call us out like that. That's true charity. <laughs> Make a wish. <laughs>